0: Hey there, everyone. It's Dave DeBoe. another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in from beautiful Oakville, Ontario, we've got George Almasri. How are you doing today, George?
1: I'm doing very well. Thank you very much.
0: All right. And I'm embarrassed to say this, but I already chatted with George for about seven minutes, having a lovely discussion before I realized I didn't press record. So we're doing this again. So, George, I appreciate your patience. And let's let's jump in with the, the question that I start with, and that is, the fact that, that you've got an interesting business model. You're, you're doing a lot of different stuff. You're a, a realtor, you're a podcaster, and you're a real estate entrepreneur. You're an actual hands-on investor. And what I found fascinating about you know, looking into what you're up to is the asset class that you're focusing on. So you're focusing on small multifamily properties between your, your sweet spot is bef- between four and six doors per property. You're doing that in the golden horseshoe area in Ontario. So George, why don't you why don't we start off by telling us why do you like that asset
1: class? Yeah, well we did it in seven minutes earlier. We'll try to do it in three and a half now. Yeah. So I appreciate the opportunities when it comes to multi-units or small multis because of the the vacancy basically. And when tenants don't pay, the fact that you still have enough income for the property to support itself. So what I what I was explaining in the past was that the first property I bought was a single family home. I had some troubles with the tenants. They were often late on their payments and I was covering their mortgage or sorry, their rental with my own personal income at that time. And that just causes extra stress and whatnot. So I just love the idea that I can have a property if one person's not paying, I have three or four other people that are and I won't have any issues paying the mortgage at the end of the month.
0: Right. So you've got one property with multiple income sources. You have a vacancy, you have a challenge with one tenant. The other ones are going to keep you afloat. You aren't having to go dip into your own personal savings to to augment that property. Makes sense. Exactly. All right. So four to six units. Interesting area to focus on. And I like it because again, a lot of people that I've interviewed, they're either focusing on single family homes, doing a bunch of flips with them or wholesaling or they're doing the Burr strategy, that sort of thing. Or we get other people that are doing multifamily properties that they're, that they're focusing on much larger properties and, and trying to get into the really, really big deals. You have found your sweet spot in the four to six units. So first thing is, we understand why, but do you also find that there's a competitive advantage by focusing on that size of a property? You're not competing with the big guys. Would that be fair to say?
1: That's that's a good point. Yeah. I, I never really thought about that. I'm not pe- competing with those big guys. I'm not a big guy myself right now for it to be competing with that type of person. Mm-hmm. But I do like the fact that I, I find not many people know how to evaluate four to six unit or multi-unit property in general. Mm-hmm. I think most people, most novice investors or intermediate investors are comfortable with duplexes, maybe a triplex, but yeah, I find that uh I, I do have an advantage in the sense that I understand how to evaluate them and I know what it takes to get them and how to manage them. So it definitely gives me uh a bit of a an advantage against others.
0: Yeah, it it makes sense because you're it's a little bit too big for the little guys and it's too small for the really big guys. So that's yeah that's kind of a nice spot to be in. All right. So George, explain to me again if you don't mind. When it comes to these size of properties, you can kind of, depending on how many doors you go, you can go residential or commercial mm-hmm. financing. Yes. you telling me that you focus on residential financing, even if it's six units, because five units and up, you, you could get commercial financing. Why do you prefer the residential financing?
1: Okay. So if the first thing is you get a, a more favorable interest rate. It's easier to, to qualify. You don't have to do a phase one environmental. You don't have to pay for all the broker fees and all that. You're just getting it through, through the bank. So the costs are lower. The, the lawyer fees are, are the same as a, a typical mortgage. So um, yeah, for that reason, it's just basically cheaper. And the other part that I really like about it is that because I own a five unit property, if in the future I decide that I want to refinance under a commercial mortgage, I have that flexibility. It opens more doors for me that way.
0: So, a lot of people like the idea of commercial financing for multifamily properties because the financing is based a lot more on the profitability of the property versus the financial status of the borrower. Versus when you're getting a residential mortgage, they're really just drilling you about hey, it's not based on so much the cash flow of the property or the profitability of the property is how much money is George making and can he keep this sucker afloat? So have you found that that limits how many properties you can qualify for?
1: Absolutely. Every, everybody's going to hit a limit at some point and there are ways to work around it. At the end of the day, you're probably going to need help at some point in your career. You're going to have to work with somebody, a partner, you're going to have to raise capital somewhere. But for the time being, there there's a way to to finance these things. So we're working on it, but we're you know always open to other options too
0: very cool. So are you currently working with investor partners or joint venture partners?
1: Yes, yeah, so we are. So my fiance and I, we actually got a fourplex recently. We did that with a partner, so yeah, we're working on always working on something new. There's always opportunities and we're always yeah, looking.
0: Most definitely. So as a realtor, you've kind of got a bit of an unfair advantage or competitive advantage compared to a non-realtor investor when it comes to yeah. finding deals. But I'm sure you're, you're not finding them all on the MLS. What are some of the ways that you find these kind of properties?
1: Yeah, I love looking for off-market opportunities. And part of that is because if you can get them for a bit of a discount, let's say that you don't charge commission or whatever, you get get it for a discount. You have so much more flexibility to refinance later on or even right after closing, if you get a private mortgage or something and making sure that your down payment's a little bit lower in that case or whatever whatever the case might be. So what I'm doing, I'm constantly looking on Kijiji. I'm looking, we have an exclusive network. So as part of being a realtor, I have access to exclusive listings from other brokerages. And I often look for opportunities there because... Oh, sorry, what, what, yeah. what
0: is an exclusive listing? Is that... I've heard of, is that like a pocket listing? Is that Yeah,
1: that? pretty much. Yeah. So an exclusive listing is just one that's not on the MLS, but a realtor signed a listing agreement with a seller saying that I have the right to market this to my colleagues and to my clients. So why would a
0: seller want to do that versus having it on the MLS? Just out of curiosity.
1: Well, for example, during COVID, some people may not want 15, 20 people walking through their home. So they're going to say, okay, if you have a, a, a buyer, bring them over, I'm okay with that. So that can be an example of of why somebody may not want to put it on the MLS.
0: Makes sense. I never thought of it that way. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you got access to these exclusive listings. Yeah. That's another big advantage. And and calling Kijiji, what else do you do that tends to work well for you?
1: I do marketing campaigns. I will send out like, you know, little flyers and stuff like that. I reach out to my network. I've got I'm on wholesalers lists.
0: Interesting. So when you're sending out flyers, do you like blanket entire neighborhoods or do you lay do your rifle approach just the four to six unit type properties?
1: Yeah. I try to focus on neighborhoods that have more of those four to six unit properties. Mm-hmm. Why should I waste my energy on properties that I'm not interested in? So definitely more, more so on four to six units.
0: So are you actually physically handing out flyers or are you sending them out via Canada Post? What do you, what do you typically do?
1: Through Canada Post or through with stamps or, or whatever. Cool. So,
0: so how do you find out who the, cause typically I would guess most 46 unit buildings, the owner isn't necessarily living in the mm-hmm. building. So how do you, how do you get that letter to the, the actual owner? Do you do some research ahead of time?
1: Yeah, you could maybe Google the address or sometimes you just address it to the homeowner. Okay. So I, it doesn't always work i'm not saying that you get a 100% uh, response from from that mailer but
0: you, you would be a multi-billionaire if you got that yeah. kind of response back yeah exactly exactly
1: so you just got to try and and see what what works there is all these different methods that you have to try and and you find opportunities in different ways
0: yeah definitely and the the more different things that you do on a consistent basis that's how you you start to create that snowball effect exactly very very cool all right so um george if somebody's interested in in starting to do this these kind of deals what would you suggest to those people as far as the first steps they should be taking or books they could be reading or courses they could be taking any tips for folks that say hey i kind of like this idea i'd like to do it in my area
1: yeah well i think you need help i can say that the reason that i've become this comfortable or even that I, I dove into four to six units, it's because I hired a coach and I, I got help. And that's not the only way to do it. Obviously you can read books, you can have a mentor, you can have a partner, somebody who will do, do the deal, show you how it's done. There's a bunch of different ways to do it, but I, I really think that you need help. It's hard to to grow quickly if you're trying to do everything on your own.
0: Uh, very, very wise words. I agree with you hundred percent. So yeah, it, just a full disclosure here, George doesn't offer any coaching, so he's not going to try to get you in as a, as a coaching cloud or anything like that. Just very good advice. Yeah. And I like that idea. I like the idea of both actually coach getting some coaching or mentoring or training from somebody who's actually doing what you want to do. And then if you can partner up with, especially for your first deal, if you can go on board as the, perhaps the money partner with an active person, but part of the deal is that you get to tag along on their coattails and watch what they're doing and ask questions and, and get a good idea of how that all works, that's a massive shortcut as well. Do you have any of your joint venture partners that are doing that with you, George?
1: Well, at this point, I think the partners that we're working with are more so, they don't really know how to do a like, deal like this. They don't really want to manage it either. They don't they want to be helpful Yeah. They have full-time jobs and whatnot. So those are more so the partners that we have, but I often have people reach out to me and say, Hey, if we did do something together, would you show me how you do it? Would you, would you walk them through, or are you just going to kind of do it yourself and and you just want me to be passive? So I'm always open to to either one.
0: Okay. Very cool. So when it comes to finding investors and and joint venture partners, what are some of the, the things that you find are working well for you, George?
1: Yeah, well, I, uh, I don't know if you know Russell Westcott. I know JV... Russell
0: quite well. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, the JV Jedi. So I had him on my podcast recently, and we were kind of doing like a bit of a role play while, while we were on there. And he, he basically asked me what my personal goals are, what my hobbies are, what I enjoy doing. And to kind of sum things up, he always brought back our partnership to remind me of what I'm trying to achieve and how he's going to help me achieve that through our partnership. Yeah. So I, I thought that that was awesome. I never really thought about it that way. I always thought about uh, I can help you with cash flow or equity or I can help you save for retirement. But I never thought like, hey, let me find out what your personal goals are, what you like, and, and I'll help you get there.
0: That's, a, that's a, a, an amazing mind shift, isn't it?
1: It is, definitely. Yeah, Russell's,
0: yeah. A, Russell's a very, very sharp guy. That's for sure. Yeah. And when it comes to actually shaking the tree and, and finding these investor partners, what are you doing that's, that's working well for you? How, do you? how do you get them interested?
1: Yeah, so I'm always asking. So I, anytime that I see somebody who's interested in investing, but they don't know how or they're afraid, I always bring it up. There was probably a point where I was maybe unsure of that, or maybe I didn't have the confidence to, but that's starting to change quite a bit now. I follow up with people. So I don't just ask somebody once. And if they say no, never talk to them again. I'll I'll check in with them again in a couple of months or whatever. So yeah, always, always on the lookout, always staying in touch and talking to people.
0: Makes sense. All right. And George, I know you've got a podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast and and why did you get it started and and what's what kind of impact has that had on you for your businesses?
1: Yeah. So it's the well-off podcast. I love, and it's the on, I love yeah, it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So it's on the Apple platform, Spotify, all that. So why, why I started, I have a friend who's also an investor and a realtor, and he had a podcast and I just kind of looked up to him because I, he's accomplished so much. And I thought, okay, he's able to help all these people. I want to do something similar. So I figured it's, it's an opportunity to share a good message and I get to pick people's brains, which is awesome. So a lot of people that I probably never would have had an opportunity to sit down with and have a conversation with are open to it when you say I'm recording a podcast. So I, I like that too.
0: Yeah, smart stuff. Awesome, George. Time flies when we're having fun, my friend. So if people want yeah. to find out more about you and what you're up to,
1: where should they yeah. go? You could go to welloff.ca. Or if you want to check out the podcast, welloffpodcast.ca. Beautiful, beautiful,
0: beautiful <laughs> choice of nice, short, you know, way better than, way shorter than Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> <Podcast>. <laughs> awesome, yeah. folks. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Dave. I appreciate you having me on.
0: All right, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com take care